But I just want to get in the Word this morning. So we'll pick up the offering uh, to continue our worship later on. Um, but, you know, football starting. I, I hate to bring this up on a morning, but, you know, um, football starting. And, and interestingly enough, we've been preaching on 2 Corinthians, and so I thought I should be preaching on 2 Corinthians. But, you know, in football, um, the Bengals play today against Seattle. I'll be watching, hopefully, the game if I can. But uh, sometimes the quarterback comes a line of scrimmage, and he thinks he's calling a run play, but he's given the option, and he can call an audible and call a pass play instead. And so, yeah, we're preaching through Second Corinthians, and yeah, it's a book study, and yeah, I'm trying to be obedient, but this week I felt in my heart that God wanted me to call an audible this morning. Like, I just knew that there was a word he spoke to me that I had to, to talk about, and, and so this morning we're, we're, not, we're not forsaking Second Corinthians. We'll come back and we'll look at that series we're just going to pause it. We're going to call it audible this morning. Um, and, and so before I, I get too far into my audible, I just want to go ahead and read some scripture. I'm going to be in Psalm chapter 51. And I guess before I read this, I'll read the description in that chapter. And you're, you're going to be like, man, this is a crazy audible, Pastor, okay? Here's where my audible starts this morning. Psalm chapter 51 says, For the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. I mean, talk about the audible. There we go. David says in Psalm 51, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you're right in your verdict. And justified when you judge, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the, from the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop. And I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you create, you have crushed, rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out my iniquity. I'm telling you, we start reading these verses, and and you see the heart of David in in these first. uh, He's caught in sin, right? I mean, that's where he's at. Uh, Nathan's rebuked him. Hey, you had adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, God. And, and David's words, I mean, it almost says, you see this, this wrestling as the prophet is going through the process of, of repentance or acknowledging what's wrong, but really realizing that this is something that, that he's... I've been sinful from birth, I mean, is really what he says, kind of back and forth. And so where does he, where does he go? Verse 9. Sorry, yeah, verse nine, 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. 
and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I'm going to pray and then I, I want to preach this morning. Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for the promise that you are alive and active, that you are speaking to us this day. And I pray, God, that through this time you speak to our hearts. I pray, God, that in this moment that the joy is restored. Father, I pray for our hearts, our minds, our ears, that we hear from you this day. We lay ourselves aside. God, for me as a pastor, I lay my thoughts aside. I ask that you would speak so that we can clearly receive. In Jesus' name, amen. The audible that I called this week is, is this thought of joy. You know, Wednesday we were at prayer and I was praying and I even thought about my home, my life, my family. And I was, as, as I was praying, I just began to cry out for joy to be tangible in our home. You see, David, what he was talking about, he knew the joy of the Lord. He had known the joy of the Lord, right? I mean, how can God restore the joy of his salvation if David never knew what joy was? But because of circumstance, because of a pretty extreme circumstance, he's in a place, he's living in a a situation where he's no longer experiencing the joy that is his. And how often is that how we live life? So many things come, and, 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 and I don't know how, I haven't figured out what happens, but I, I hate to use the, the cliche, they steal our joy. You know, this week for me, it's been one of those weeks, and, and it's nothing really, but I've been, I've been not feeling well since about Monday, you know, and then we're potty training and it's going well, praise the Lord. But, you know, talk about stealing someone's joy. You know, and, and circumstances or situations come up and, and all these things happen. And, and my heart is that in the midst of this, like, where's my joy? Because I think there's a deception that the enemy wants you to believe. I'm convinced there's a, there's a reality that the enemy wants you to, to, to hold on to, and that's that someone or something can steal your joy. This morning, I, I'm being very sincere when I say this. I believe this message is, is for someone or someones in this room. That God wants to speak to you this morning about your joy. That you've allowed someone to take something from you that they are not entitled to, that they have no right to you, and He wants David's prayer to be redeemed in your life. I believe that in this place, this morning, God wants to restore the joy of your salvation. Why? Because that's the promise of His Word. To understand joy, I want to read First Peter chapter, chapter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And into an inheritance that can never perish spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who, through faith, are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, 
Though, now, for a little while, you've had to suffer grief and all kinds of trouble. You've been sick. You've had problems. You've been in the country music song. Your, your dog died and you've you got a flat tire and all that stuff. These things have come so the, that the, the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him, now you believe in him and are filled with what? An inexpressible and glorious joy. For you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I want to tell you that to a believer of God, the promise of joy is absolutely uh, concrete. There's no debating it. The product of your faith is supposed to be this inexpressible and glorious joy. Man, I don't know how it's expressed, but I know how it's not expressed. If it's inexpressible, I may not know exactly what it looks like, but I know what it looks like when it's not there. And how many times are we content Are we okay to live without joy? How many times do we let ourselves be defined by something other than our faith, which is in Jesus Christ? And suddenly there's there's things, there's there's situations and and, and there's these circumstances, whether we create them or we have adultery or, or whatever else, that, that, that we put ourselves in the middle of and we're standing there wondering, where did my joy go? Where's your joy? Maybe this morning, like where is your joy? Because I know where it comes from. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 says, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Where does it come from? God gives joy. So many times I don't think we comprehend this reality. And, and, And I think we wrestle with this misunderstanding that joy and happiness are the same thing. And, and, and so when we think about joy, we, we automatically wonder if we're, we're happy. But the reality is, is happiness is really dependent on our circumstances. Like, I'm happy when, when Colorado loses and Nebraska wins. Right? I'm happy when things go well. I'm happy when a, when a check shows up in the mail. See, happiness is an emotion. But joy is more of a, of a lifestyle. It's more of a mindset. And so the reality from Ecclesiastes is that God gives joy. He gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give him who is good before God. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. But Galatians chapter 2 says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I cannot find joy apart from the joy giver. I promise, 
If he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, against these things there is no law. The God, you know, in Scripture it says that he gives good gifts to his children because he loves them. He says, you, you might be a man and, and you might be fallen. You want to give good, good give gifts to your kids. How much greater gift does God want to give to you? I can promise that God wants to give you joy. I can promise God has offered joy to you. It said in Ecclesiastes, God gives this. Have you received it? What's interesting is I'm looking at the etymology, the, the word study of this word. I'm reading about joy. And I'm, I'm thinking about rejoice. You know, I mean, that makes sense. Joy and rejoice, they seem to be tied together. But there was a third word that, that, the, that, that, that in one of the Bible dictionaries I was looking at that was connected with the same root word uh, of joy. And so those three words were, were rejoice, joy, and grace. I said, well, wait a minute. How does grace... I mean, I get rejoicing. You know, uh, we're declaring. That's what rejoicing is, right? We're, we're proclaiming outwardly the joy that we have inside of us. Well, where does grace come into this equation? Grace is the source of joy in your life. Without the grace of God... We do not experience joy. Well, what is grace? Grace is, is the unmerited favor that God has placed upon us. We sing the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. The grace of God is the source of joy in your life. If you're struggling with where is my joy, you must find it in the grace of God. That's where the gift is. The other night... We, we, we sometimes, it was Friday night, we made clues and we wrote them down on pieces of paper for our kids. Yeah, it must have been Friday night. And, and we went around town because they were going to try and find at the end some kind of prize. And so we made them go to like a swing and we made them go to a dumpster and we made them go to, well, they thought they were supposed to go to Ryan and Michelle. If my kids ever show up at your house and ask for a clue and you don't know what they're talking about, just tell him you don't know what you're talking about. Poor Ryan, my kids show up at his house on a doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't think I'm supposed to have a clue. Have you ever been searching for something and you didn't know where to find it? What if I can tell you right where it's at? I can assure you the place of joy, the place of, of that gift that God is offering to every one of us, the place of that inexpressible, glorious joy that God wants to reveal in your life, it has to be found in the grace of God. Grace that was revealed through Jesus Christ. Grace that is revealed through the cross of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of my sin. The forgiveness that I did not deserve. The forgiveness that, that God brought to me through, through offering His one and only Son so that I might have life and have it eternally. We cannot have joy apart from the grace of God. His joy is made complete in His presence. God's offered you joy. It is made complete in His presence. Psalm chapter 16 says, You make known to me the path of life. You do what? You fill me with joy. 
in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. John chapter 15 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy, your joy will not be complete if you haven't remained in him. Why? Because my joy will remain in you and you will be made or your joy will become complete. Where's your joy? Where's your joy? He's offered it. It's made complete in his presence. And according to James, it's not dependent upon that other stuff. It's not dependent on the circumstances. It's not dependent on the situations. You know what? I bet, I bet, I bet David wishes he could have looked at, at James's word because it's not even dependent upon what you've done, but it's dependent upon who God is and what He's done for you. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. I mean, that's what I say all the time. Every time... I want Daddy to do what was said when we're potty training Elliot. I'm just saying yes. Pure joy across my face. Man, what if what if the source of joy wasn't me? But it's the wellspring of life that he's placed inside of me. Consider it pure joy. I'm telling you, your joy is not dependent upon your circumstances. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Remember Ecclesiastes, God gives, right? He gave joy, wisdom, and knowledge. Is that what it said? If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Why? Because he gives generously to all without finding fault. Huh? That's where the source is. He will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, for such a person is double-minded and unstable in everything they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood that test, the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. Do you see what, the, what James did there? I mean, he starts by saying, hey, consider it pure joy when, when you face trials of many kinds. And he talks about people who, who we would associate with trials, which would be those who don't have much, right? If you're poor, you know, I mean, consider it pure joy. Oh, the rich guy is saying, yeah, that's good. And then he says, and then with the rich and their humiliation, well, what in the world? I mean, he starts talking about things that don't seem to be very joyful. I mean, I read joy, right? When I read about, um, they will pass away like a wildflower. This sounds joyous. Right? 
The sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the plants. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. That sounds like joy. What? What is James trying to show us? My joy isn't dependent upon my circumstance. My joy is dependent upon what? It comes in verse 12. It's the, it's the verses that start and finish this little portion of Scripture. But because I stood the test, I'll receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised me. That's the grace of God revealed in my life. Luke chapter 6. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Can you imagine someone says that to you? Blessed are you when you're poor. Blessed are you when you're hungry. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they make fun of you, when they throw stones at you. Blessed are you. And I tell you what, not only are you blessed, but you should rejoice. Well, I can assure you, if your joy is found in the circumstance, there will be no rejoicing in these moments. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Because great is your reward in heaven. For that's how their ancestors treated the prophets. John chapter 16. Very truly, I tell you, you will reap and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman given birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when the baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into this world. So with you, now is a time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not received anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I want to tell you that God desires joy in your life. I want to tell you that God expressly wants you to receive the gift that he has with your name on it. It's the present honor. Graham is, is, is infatuated with when is my birthday, Dad? Is it my birthday yet? He wants to see the present with his name on it. I want to tell you that God desires for you to have the gift of joy this day. It's a joy that's not dependent upon your circumstance. It's a joy that's not dependent upon what you've done. It's a joy that's not dependent on how you feel. But it's a joy that's found in the grace of Jesus Christ. It's a joy that says to me that no matter what happens, no matter what mountains may fall around me, no matter what, what roaring may be, no matter what stor storms may rise up, I have joy in this moment because I know my eternity 
It says in the book of, uh, of Romans, I believe it is, that there's nothing in all this world that can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that can separate me from His love. I will tell you, there is no circumstance that can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. There's no disease that can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. There's no trial that can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. With repentance. Look at David. Think of where we started. Dude was in a bad place. No better way to put that. Committing adultery with Bathsheba. That's sin. Repentance, obviously, because he's repented, can't steal his joy. Yeah, we might have an enemy who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy, but he has no authority to touch your joy. We have one who steals, kills, and destroys, but he has no right to take your joy. And as a believer, as a child of God, I can look at him and say, no, that is mine. You can't have it. And if I let him take it, then all I've got to do is, is go to the Father and I've got to say, hey, God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Hey, remember when you gave me that, 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 that gift that was joy and I had it and I lived in it and I thought it was great, but then I let someone take it, some, some situation or some circumstance. God, can you give me that joy again? And I can promise you that your Father in heaven will give you joy. I am who you said I am. I'm not defined by this stuff. I'm not defined by people hating me. I'm not defined by a number in my checking account or the address on my street. I'm not defined by, by, by all the things that have, that have happened this week, but I am who you say I am. I've been defined by the Almighty. And He said, I've given you joy. You guys can get ready. Where's your joy? There's a scripture in Nehemiah. I don't need to read the whole thing, but I'll just mention it. It says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. If I don't have joy, then I'm weak. When I don't have joy, I can't stand in the storm. The joy of the Lord, it says, it it is your strength. The grace of God that has defined you. The grace of God that has set you free. The grace of God that has purchased your redemption. And that's where my strength is. Where's your joy? This morning as they lead us and 
music, I, I just encourage you. You know, David was at a place in the beginning of Psalm that maybe it took a prophet named Nathan to come to him and call him out, but he realized, he recognized my joy isn't where it should be. He recognized in his heart of hearts that, that this isn't what I'm supposed to be feeling. Yeah, there was repentance. Yeah, there was confession. Yeah, there was acknowledgement of what he's done. But then he cried out to God, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Create a right spirit within me. Don't push me away from your presence because I know in the midst of your presence is where I find joy. I know in the midst of your presence is where I find that, that, that glorious, inexpressible joy. Cast me not away from your presence. You don't have to live without joy. That joy that you had when you recognized His love, that is yours. That is no one else's. That's God's gift for you. morning. I pray that God restores joy. You know, you might say, I don't even know what this joy is. I promise you, you find it in the grace of Jesus Christ. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you want to learn more about what God's grace looked like and, and, and the freedom that comes to the forgiveness of sin, we can talk. I can tell you about love. I can tell you about the love of a father who sent his son. I can tell you about what it felt like in my life when I knew I was defined by sin, when I knew I was defined by circumstance, but I found out who I was in Christ Jesus, and I experienced the fullness of his love, and I experienced God's forgiveness, and I'll tell you what, I was like walking on clouds. It was glorious. It was inexpressible. Man, I knew I had changed. I knew God did something in me. I knew there was joy because I was no longer condemned. I knew there was freedom because I wasn't defined by what I'd been defined by before. Man. Where's your joy? Father, this morning in this place, I lift up every one of us. God, sometimes we make these things so complicated and I believe through your word this day you showed us. There's a gift you want each of us to receive. There's a gift. There's a fruit that you're offering to all of us in this place. It's a fruit. It's a gift that's found in the grace of God. It's a gift that's found in the presence of God. I pray our heart cry. Restore. God, I need that joy. God, I need that joy that it doesn't matter. I need that joy that 
It's an anchor for my soul. I need that joy that says it doesn't matter what phone call comes. It doesn't matter what, what situation arises. It doesn't matter what things I've done because I've got joy that is mine through the grace of God. Restore your joy. God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me the joy of of understanding that my eternity is secure in Jesus Christ. Restore unto me the joy of knowing that God is with me. Restore unto me the joy of knowing that God wins. Restore unto me the joy of knowing that the enemy has no authority in my life. Restore unto me the joy of knowing that, that we win, that I have an eternity with Him forever, that nothing, there's nothing in all this world that can separate me from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. God, I pray you restore that joy. God, restore that joy in us. Restore that joy in our homes. God, in my home, let the joy of the Lord be our strength. God, I pray in my children's lives, the joy of the Lord would be restored. In my life, in my wife's life, God, the joy of the Lord. I pray for everyone in this room, God, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, you would restore the joy of their salvation. Should there be any that needs to be saved, God, I pray that this morning would be the morning they open up that gift, which is salvation, that gift, which is the grace of God, that gift, which gives them joy, that will be their strength for eternity. This morning, in this place, restore our joy. In Jesus' name. As they lead us in a chorus, if you want to respond, if you want someone to pray with you, if you want to stand where you're at, if you want to cry out to God where you're at, if you want to bow down where you're at, I believe God wants us to have joy. I believe God is passionate enough about this gift that that He wants you to know it's yours. I believe that God called me, asked me to have an audible this morning so He could remind you that He's offered you joy. As you cry out to God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation, maybe you just need to open that present, that gift that He's given. Maybe you need to see that thing. It comes through the Word of God. Maybe you need to read about what Jesus Christ has done. Maybe you need to, to dig into the Word of God and see the fullness of this gift that He's offered you. But, but let Him restore inside of you the gift that He's offered And I'll be here to pray. Receive what God has for you. Allow His joy to rise in you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. And may you uh, open that gift of joy. May you cherish that gift of joy. May you demonstrate that gift of joy that God has given you. Amen? Be blessed.